welcome back to the Better Men, Better Ball Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here on our 60th episode of the podcast, where we're focusing on development, not only on the field, but as well as off the field, trying to grow the game the best we can, be guardians of the game. And another guardian we get to talk to today is coach from Olentangy Orange, Mr. Tom Marker. Coach Marker, during his time at uh, Olentangy, uh, he's just turned these guys into a powerhouse. Um, right now, they're number one ranked in Ohio, then the top 50 national ranking. He's got the, right now, the all-time best winning percentage at Orange. Um, in his career, um, he has been at the top of the program in the state in the last three state poll rankings. In 2016, he was asked to speak at the National High School Baseball Coach Association in St. Louis, and since then he's spoken at the Ohio Baseball Coach Association as well as the Louisiana High School Baseball Coach Association clinics. Um, Over the last six six seasons, uh, Coach Marker has led his teams at four district final appearances, He was named Central District Coach of the Year in 2013. He also served as a president of the Central District Coach Association and is currently now a member of the High School Baseball Coach Association staff. So now, right now at Orange, um, they are, like I said, the number one ranked team in Ohio. Right now they're 17-2. and Uh, Took time out of his day to be able to talk to me, kind of talk to me about what they were doing, get a little insight, a little behind the curtains about what he's doing. Um, Extremely detail-oriented, but right now they're – Hitting over 400, uh, they got rosters. Um, they got commitments on the rosters from Vanderbilt, Wright State, Toledo, King University, West Liberty University, Ohio Northern University, and like you mentioned in the podcast, many more prospects to come. He's a teacher, teaches sixth grade math, and been on other numerous podcasts, and even just as a teacher as well. So you can just tell the the, not only just the baseball coach, but you can tell he's a good teacher. Uh, he's been on a podcast called Making Math Moments, which I thought was pretty cool. But uh, he's got a uh, he's been at Independence High School, Grove City, Bexley, Upper Arlington, and now currently he's at Olentangy Orange in Ohio. So uh, just an incredible conversation, very detail-oriented, uh, gets into really kind of some great details of his practice as well as what he's looking at in games how he's scouting teams the classroom sessions how it's happened and really just his philosophy and how it changed of how he coaches during games and how he's helping kids reach their their full potential so without further ado I just uh, again I can't thank coach coach marker enough it's a tremendous um, tremendous conversation we got to have so can't wait for you guys to enjoy this one so again here he is coach tom marker from olentangy orange high school in ohio yeah we're doing all right we're um right now we're ranked we're ranked first in the state uh in the prep baseball report um we were first in the state in ohio high school uh coaches association i think coming into this week but I want to say we dropped this week, maybe like three, two or three, somewhere in there. Um, playing, we're sixteen and two or seventeen and two. We won last night, so seventeen and two. We dropped a game on a weekend this past weekend, um, and then we dropped at one of our conference games about two weeks ago. Um, but seventeen and two, and then got about you know you play a twenty-seven game schedule here in, in Ohio, so seeding will come out for the tournament. Uh, we actually put our records in tomorrow, and everybody seeds teams on on Saturday, and then we draw on Sunday. So. <clears throat> to get to school fast so but yeah we're playing well we're doing we're doing some really well, good things i think on both sides of the ball so yeah is it is it coming to a surprise to you is it something that you maybe were expecting out of this group or i mean everybody chirped before the season you know all oh, you guys are loaded this and that and, and and i knew we had some talent coming back last year's team was gonna be really really good too you know and and we lost you know i think it was 16 years off of last year's club and you know starting second baseman and 
number one arm, a um, couple other guys. But, but we had some components back from the 2019 team. We started five sophomores and a freshman. Um, now they're juniors and seniors. Um, you know, our junior shortstop's committed to Vanderbilt. Um, center so, fielder's committed to Toledo. Uh, number one arm's committed to Wright State. He's a potential draft kid. He's 6-0. He's 94. Um, really good arm. And then we got a, a King University commit. He's our catcher. Got a, a couple sophomore arms that are really, really good. Uh, right fielders going to Ohio Northern, which is a Division three school here in Ohio. So, yeah, we got the pieces, man. And our guys, we have 22 guys on our varsity roster, and I don't think there's one guy that we can't count on in a big situation. Just they, they contribute in so many different ways. So um, it's, it's pretty cool to see. There's a pretty connected group. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what I told him. I told him just yesterday I was like, you know, we came off that loss, and I just said, you know, our coach has got to take a little responsibility. We put him in a tough spot. It was the day after we played our, our rival and come back at 8 a.m. for BP and trying to get a bounce back game and um, probably put him in a bad spot. But I said, the wins, man, sometimes it's win after these wins, we sit back as a coaching staff. And we're just like, man, these dudes are fun to watch. This is, this is a cool team. That's what I told our guys. I said, man, when they click, it's on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes it a lot of fun for sure. So, is practice pretty fun? Yeah, our training environment is guys. awesome. Like we do a really good job. Oh man, I'll tell you, it's, it's different. It's different just because they they compete at a different level. Right. There's internal competition that's really really good, um, and and just the way they get after. I mean, they, they've been in the program for so many years that they kind of they understand the, the the way we go about it on the field. Uh, we train them pretty hard, and then whenever they get the game situation, we talk about it just being their playground, and they kind of let it rip at that point. But the, yeah, the training is really really good. Yeah, let's dive into some of that, man. Like, what are some like the, like when you say competitive environment? Are you putting them in a competitive environment, or you say mostly it's just dry, their inner, their inner? I think it's a little mix of a little mix of both. I mean, I think we strategically plan our practices. I, I would say they're well thought out. You know, our, our plans usually come out early in the morning or early riser. So our plans come out early in the morning, and our coaches take a look at them and add where they need to add. But I think we put our we're really detail oriented. We, we have a good plan going in. We use a lot of, um, a lot of film from games and stuff to kind of drive our instruction each day. But as far as the competitive piece, I mean, you got guys that are just, just flat out players. If you don't show up, you're going to get, you're going to get exposed in, in, in practice. So, um, we just talk a lot about, you know, maximizing reps and we film practices or trainings, we call them trainings, but we, we film those and, we hold guys accountable in the classroom. You know, if your if your pre pitch steps aren't on time or your contact steps aren't on time on the bases in training, then you know you're not you're not gonna play. You won't mm-hmm. play game day. So they just got to be on point. They know every everything's charted. We have a, a girl on our staff that's going to. She's a senior in high school. She's going to Charleston in West Virginia on a baseball scholarship for analytics. So oh, that's awesome. They, they had some baseball money, and so she charts you know fielding percentage during on field BP and touches and things like that. So. Um, Things are things are uh, measured daily, so if you don't so, show up, it's to be told. So, do will you? Well, so like after she tallies them, what is she? What is what? What is what do you like to do with them once she lets you get your data at the end of the day? Yeah, it, it really depends. I mean, sometimes we don't even share it with our guys. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we post it. Sometimes we don't. Um, it, I would say more so it drives our instruction, drives okay. our instruction, and, and kind of you know gets us ready for um, how we're going to create the training environment the next day, to be honest with you. And probably like maybe some like individual stuff, like you have like in, indie work or like yeah, specific yeah. skill work. Like early ends or whatever. Yeah. Like today was a PD, what we call a PD day. So today we didn't have a structured practice. It was more of a, a personal, what we call personal development. So we may say like, um, Hey, you're coming in and, and, and this is exactly what you're working on this day. Other days we kind of let them, let them have free reign and say, you're going to come in the, the facility's open at this time, but, but uh, here's some things we suggest you may work on, but we, yeah, we talk about like our classroom session yesterday was really big on um, secondary leads and pre-pitch steps as defense. So, um, so the guys, when they came in today, some of them may have worked on those things. Some of them may have uh, worked on some hitting things we saw, but yeah, all, all, all that drives instruction. Like some people say, you know, you're going to, you're going to overload them with data. We don't share all the data. We use it to like as a teacher, right? Like to me, grades are, are almost worthless to the student in all honesty. I think grades are really important to the teacher to let the teacher know like, Hey, you're doing, the kids are understanding what you're teaching or they're not, but then it, it guides you to your next day. And I'm saying with baseball, like the data, the analytics, the metrics, all those things are great, but, but I don't think the kids have to know those. 
you know, how, how do they drive your instruction is a big thing. So even just from a, so just from a competitive standpoint, it's not saying, Hey, here's our top three fielding percentages or here's they got the most touches, things like that. Nah, I mean, we've thought about doing it that way. I mean, yeah. there's some teams that do it that way. Um, yeah. Like Mike Deegan, who's a close friend of mine at Denison, he said he used to charge that all the time and kind of gotten away from it a little bit. But yeah. um, no, I think guys know. I mean, we talk after practice all the time and, and, and after our trainings or whatever the case may be, just say like, you know, who had a day today? Who was flat out? And they don't need to say, well, this guy was nine for 11 and this guy was 10 for 12. And this is, this, no, like this guy flat out competed. You can see it, you know? And so, um, they're, they're, we're just constantly on them about things too. So the, there's not a lot of downtime in training. And, um, I don't think that, I don't think they compete so much for numbers. You, you know, the guys that are making plays in practice and, and it gets called out constantly. So, um, but yeah, I don't think we use the numbers to rank kids as much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do with QABs a little bit in game. Um, but even with that, I haven't posted them a lot this year. I used to post them all the time. I post them a few times, but more so we've been posting like uh, first pitch swing percentage and first pitch okay. strike takes and stuff like that because that that's a big emphasis of ours this year is just quit taking fastballs. So you say um, offensively, offensively we just take a lot of pitches. Well, we used to. We don't need more now. We almost swing it too many. I mean, kid kid against us yesterday was fifty four pitches through five. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, think we were, I think we were swinging it. We were swinging it too many yesterday, but. Um, but I'd, I'd rather have it that way than the other way around. Like, I feel like aggressiveness and, and is one of the hardest things. And then you can pull it back. Right? Yeah, you can always rein it back. I remember, like, Corbs talked about, like, Vanderbilt was playing, and we shared this story with our kids also, but Vanderbilt was playing uh, Florida, and, and Austin Martin was at second base, and they're down a run with two outs. And it's late in the ball game, and he goes to steal third, and he's not even close. He's dead. And they asked Corbs after the game, they're like, man, you know, you got the freshman and Austin Martin kid gets thrown out here. What are you thinking? They're like, he's like, listen. Austin Martin's just out to beat you. That's all he cares about. All he cares about is beating the opponent. Like, yes, it was, it's probably not the smartest baseball play, but he's just trying to beat you. We can dial that back. It's hard to teach a kid just to get out there and just compete. So that's our same thought process too. Like I'd rather have you up. Like we had a kid pinch hit yesterday. It's a three, one count. And he takes a daddy hack in a tie game. I mean, just off the bench. And I'm like, the next pitch is not even close ball four. If he takes that pitch and it gets to three, two, he's going to strike out looking. Mm-hmm. But because he was aggressive, and we've also done some stats, and not just myself. I have a buddy named Ryan Chip that he he's with the Yankees now. He used to be an assistant coach at Michigan. He did a study that showed like you walk more the more the more you swing, the more you walk. Wow! And like he went and charted like old ESPN, uh, ESPN watch ESPN games mm-hmm. and some college games, and just showed that like the more aggressive you are, the more walks you'll draw. And like I noticed that in high school game a lot. Like if you're aggressive, guys will nibble right okay you guys aren't good enough at the high school level to nibble so like if they know you're swinging first pitch fastball now they're going to try to get me that get me over breaking ball that they may not have in their arsenal and then now they're oh they're one oh to you and now they're trying to fight and they're like man if i give this guy a fastball here maybe i'll change it up a little bit and they just nibble a little bit more if you're aggressive in the zone i think you draw more draw more walks in all honesty yeah for sure no that's cool that's cool you know it's, it's, on, it's, it's funny you say that you know because you typically do see that almost go hand in hand with like power numbers, doubles, and walks, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, be close yeah. to that, yeah. So, man, there's a couple of things on pack there, man, like talking about, like, you know, your classroom sessions as well as, like, in-game data. You kind of just briefly touched on that, man, if you want to – so, classroom sessions. Um, is this something, like, you do, every, you do like, once a week, twice? So is it, like, a scheduled part, or is it, like, hey, we have to do this today, we have to have a classroom session because we're not doing this very well? Yeah, when we were in our um, – when we didn't have our indoor facility, we would be in the gym. So my assistant coach's classroom was across the hall. So that was easy, right? It was every single day we would go over the plan um, and okay. get it rolling. And then maybe there'd be like a lesson, something something instilled within the plan. Um, now we have an indoor facility, and I, I installed a, a projection screen and a projector in there. We have stools for the guys. Um, so I would say they probably occur like four to five days a week, but it's not um, – it's not necessarily on the schedule. You know what I mean? So like, it just depends on if it's needed that day, you know, or if we feel like there's something we need to touch on. And then the in game stuff, like, so we huddle, we put everything on huddle, all of our games. And so we, we share account with our football team and then I'll watch it that night or the next morning and look for certain things. And then I'll chop it up and then put it into a slideshow, uh, slide presentation. So for instance, like I said before, ours, ours was really over, secondary leads and, and um, 
and pre-pitch movement by our, by our defense. And so that was big because I felt like those two things went hand in hand. Like, I think when you land that secondary is when you should be landing your pre-pitch step defensively. Um, okay. And so, so we talk about when you're supposed to, when, when it's supposed to happen. And we just did a really poor job of that. Um, and so we, we talked about that and tried to make some corrections to that going into yesterday's game. So, um, but like, I have, a, I also have a, a database of lessons, you know, that stem from uh, perseverance to overcoming adversity, to um, confidence, to um, whatever the case may be. So um, I pull from those two, just whenever I feel like the time is right. You're driving through the through the through the classroom session um, as needed. You'll throw in your slideshow from huddle, and then if you need to, then you put in like your leadership skills. Yeah, and so even with those leadership skills, we started to do this. We, we haven't done a great job of it, but I, I did what they call town meetings on Sundays, where I would you have say our town guys, meetings. What we call town meetings. Okay, I mean, it cool. Wasn't really, truly a town meeting, but it was basically our program. Jumping yeah. on a Zoom call, we would go over the week ahead talk about what just happened in the previous week, talk about movements within our program, guys going to JV, guys going to the freshman, guys moving to play with the varsity that week. And then it would go into whatever, um, whatever, you know, leadership skill or character trait or whatever I wanted to discuss for that given day. So um, we did those for Sundays. And then I found it was tough to get everybody there. And I felt like some of our guys that were missing um, needed to hear the message. So then I started recording those Zooms and I would send them out on Remind. So we did, um, I still do them every Sunday, but not, um, not as much as they need to be in person. They're more so recorded. So I don't love it, but that's just another way to get some of those, those messages out. Mm -hmm. Um, so we did, we did something with our guys at the end of last year of, um, you know, what do we, what do we do? What, what do we do that we should keep doing? You know what I mean? What should, what's one thing we should stop doing? So stop, start and continue basically. Yeah. What's something we should stop doing? What's something we should start doing? What's something we continue? One of the kids was like, coach, I'd really like you to start including more of the young guys in your classroom session. Cause most of the time it's our varsity guys here in those messages. And so we had, that's where I came up with the town meeting thing. So that some of the younger guys could hear the messages. Yeah. Now I think it's really cool too with the personnel, you know, because that's, that, I mean, man, like I was at a, I was small school. So we're, you know, we were so fluid, fluid with that, you know, we needed the guys to come up and then still be on JV. So that's a really cool, um, great way to communicate too, man. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And we try to change like the, the terminology too. Like, and, and I've worked really hard at this and it's just like, um, like we don't call them cuts, right. We call them roster reductions. We tell the kids we're not cutting ties with you. You may not be a part of this program in terms of baseball, but you need that relationship. We don't want to cut that relationship. So we call them roster reductions or um, I think the verb, like the verbiage that you use when you speak, for instance, like we don't say you're going down to JV or you're going down to freshman. You're going up to varsity. We basically say you're going to play where you can help a team win and you can best improve your own game. So I try not to talk as if it's down and up and that I just say, listen, you're going to play on. And, and again, maybe it's, you know, semantics, whatever you want to say. But yeah. Like, I think it's important, like, how you verbalize the fact that, listen, you're coming to play on the varsity team to help us win a game. And then guess what? Tomorrow you may be playing JV to help them win a game. So don't think up and down. Just think where you are is where you're supposed to be and get it done. Yeah. You're going to go play here. Yeah. Yep. You're going to play. For sure. Now, it's all definitely a mindset, too, man. You're talking – it is semantics, but it's also a mindset. It's also a positive mindset, growth mindset, you know, all those things, man. It's just, it's awesome. Sure. Even just like how Butch does with the developmental team, not a JV team. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot too. And, I, and then I, there's a guy in Ohio that calls his, um, all of his, all of his youth teams is 401k. <laughs> oh, nice. He's like, he's like, we're going to pay into you like crazy, but you better believe we're going to pull back out when you get about 17, 18. He calls his, <laughs> he calls his youth program is 401k. That's cool. <clears throat> That's real cool, man. That's real cool. Four hundred one k youth program. Oh, that cool. Yeah, yeah. So I told that a little bit. Yeah, it's super cool, man. Right. Oh man, that's awesome. So we're rolling, man. I appreciate it. Oh, dude. Um. So quality at bats. You know. So you were talking about some in-game stuff that you do with quality at bats. Um. Yeah. Uh, is Dive into that a little bit. Is it just simple as a, yes, he did it. No, he didn't. Is it, how is it driving instruction or is that maybe competitive? Yeah, I think it's more competitive. I mean, our guys have made it more competitive, but um, as far as like the, how we track it, I don't know. Let me see if I could do this on here and kind of get a look just so you kind of understand what it looks like. But um, 
this is our chart that we use. So basically we just go through eight pitch at bat is, is a QAB. I think everybody talks about that anyways. A missile with backspin, that's a little bit uh, subjective probably. Um, hit by pitch, uh, a walk, a hit, a timely advancement, a lead runner, sack fly, sack fly. That's how you're going to get it done. Um, and basically we, we, we chart it up and we keep those percentages. Um, and like for us, a timely advancement of lead runner is not grounding out and moving a run from second to third with two outs, right? I mean, right. it's got to be with less than two. And um, like the other night, we were in a four, three, was a three, three game or a four, three game uh, men on uh, guys on first and third, I think is what it was. And nobody out would ground into a double play. And our coaches were talking like, is that timely advanced? I mean, did score the run. We needed to have that run there, you know, cause most people say, well, you know, a double play is it's, it's not an RBI, but got the time run in. He found a way to get the guy in. So uh, sometimes I can get a little bit iffy too, but um, for the most part, I, we just chart this and, and, and kind of go through the quality of that piece of it. Um, so I, I, I don't know if it's probably not our number one thing. It's probably not like, like our, our absolute thing that we use in terms of data, like ours is again, we have, we have a card that I keep in my pocket that basically has first pitch or fastball takes for strikes. Um, I, I chart QABs on it. Um, we chart like pitcher UCLA tendencies. That's definitely taught something taught and it's part of your progress, part of your language. So you discuss these things in classroom sessions, watch the yeah. video, watch the videos. And then how do you go about implementing that kind of stuff in practice? So, so we do it in video a ton. I show them pro games that do it. We show them a bunch of college games where guys do it. Um, and then we also, when we do any inner squads, we don't score runs. We score points. Okay. So you give points for things you value. Yep. So, for instance, a run is still a point. Yep. But a two-out RBI is an additional point. A bunt single is three points. A red alert play is five points. You know, so everything scored on a point, getting on the field in 15 seconds or less is a point. Um, getting uh, a one, two, three inning, two points. So, so we score, point, we have point values. So red alerts are huge. So if it's a red alert day, they may be worth 10 that day. If you can get a red alert on somebody and step on their throat, you better go for it because that's 10 points today. Um, go first to third on a single, you know, that's going to be points. So, I think whenever you do inner squads, you have a really good opportunity to emphasize things by giving points as opposed to runs. Mm -hmm. And not that we won't count runs, but, you know, um, also like if you're emphasizing pitch command and jumping first pitch strikes. So we yeah. say if you take a first pitch strike, the count's 0-2. If you throw a first pitch ball, the count's 2-0. So, cool. so from the offensive and defensive perspective, it makes you hone in on the importance of that first pitch. Like yeah. That's not something you – if you're not a big – so, so some guys that we throw are not so much this year, but years past, we may say, man, I don't want this guy to be 90% first pitch strikes. He's going to get murdered in that, in that, you know what I mean? He's going to throw right. first pitch eight, five off the plate and come back change up. Like that's his game. So, right. um, but I think is it, whatever you emphasize within your program, you gotta, you gotta put some value on it in the inner squad. So. Yeah. So you're going to inner squad almost, you're going to inner squad almost every day. In the fall, for sure. Like in the yeah. fall, we're not allowed to train our guys. We're not allowed to instruct them, but they know we call them hustle rules. So we play open fields with hustle rules and our guys know hustle rules means we give point values for these things. And then they keep scoring, they pick teams and things like that. But anytime they're going to play a game on our field against each other, they're going to play hustle rules. Hustle rules. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Most people call it like process-based scrimmaging, things like that. You know, I think you just got to yeah. own it. You know what I mean? You just yeah. got to own it. I just love how you own it. You know, you can make yeah. it your own, you know, that's something that you started. How long has that, how long has that been with you? With the hustle rules? Yeah. Uh, I worked uh, Vandy Camp back in 2014. Yeah, so, yeah, the summer of 2014, and and um, I remember we were we were taking our teams like so. Corbs gives you teams to take over for, for scrimmages, and then he gave us the here's the rules, here's what you get points for. Today we're going to talk about bunting for a hit and the bite, how important that is. So it's going to be worth three. So once he started about talking about that, that's what we started doing in 2015. Mm -hmm. Right after I worked that camp, I started doing those. So just the way he ran camp and it wasn't, it wasn't, he didn't score runs at that point. And this is what the points were for. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, like any, any, any bad body language was my energy vampire was minus one or, you know what I mean? Whatever nice. the case may be. So nice. um, we, we stole it from there and been nice. doing it since about 2015. Right. No, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's cool stuff, man. That's awesome stuff. So, um, you know, Chuck Box talks a lot about like just going and watching things. So is that is that something that you like to do? You like to work camps that kind of keep you fresh, kind of learn oh, new yeah. things. I know you go to ABCAs. 
that's that's that what you actually like to do though you like to work camp yeah i think working camp is huge like it, it, that's changed my whole like the the group that i've formed within from working camp so i've, I've worked bandy since 2014 i've worked ohio state since 2013 i go work um griff's carson newman catching camp every yeah. summer um been out of that a bunch uh worked michigan's prospect camp two years ago um yeah i, I think camps are gigantic and more so just so you can one, see how they structure things, but also, um, you know, you meet so many people and then you form those networks, you know, for me, like working Vandy camp changed my life in terms of like, um, not only the coaching stuff, but just how to operate, how to be, um, more organized and on time and detail oriented and all those things. And then when I got an opportunity to work prospect camp, I met so many college coaches, you know, or, or, you know, there wasn't a ton of high school coaches working that, but just some dudes that like, now those are my Zoom groups during the pandemic. You know, guys that like it was my buddy uh, Robbie Britt, the head coach at Charleston in West Virginia, and uh, he and he myself and um, and Ryan Chipka, who I talked about earlier, who was in Michigan, now is with the Yankees. Um, we did what we call CBM Zooms, and we did them about every other week. Okay. And just and and just pick brains, So we'd be like, all right, what do we want to talk about this week? And be like, all right, hitting. All right, who's the who's the seven best? hitting guys we can think of like trey hannon was on there and um brian harrison from ball and wallace and then we'd say okay we're gonna do a catching one who are the guys and we're like okay you gotta have griff on and you gotta get butch on and we do it for about eight to twelve guys and just chop it up and um those have been really helpful too oh for yeah. sure yeah for sure so and andrew wright andrew wright is a guy that i know yeah uh, there's a connection there with a the guy that was kind of from our area who went up there two guys from our area went up there and you know, I've touched base with him multiple times from a staffing thing. Like his, his ABCA stuff for the staff was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, I've had, we've had some good, uh, good conversations with him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude, man. He, yeah. he got one of our guys out of Upper Arlington whenever I was at UA. So I yeah. kind of met him through that. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Should reach out to him, man. <laughs> He'd be a good guy to talk yeah. to baseball with. Yeah. For, for sure. sure. He's really good. He's really yeah. Good. Even coach Britt too, man. I heard just her great stuff. I've, I got, I got to meet Ian McDonald uh, at the last ABCA. Yep. So I got to meet Ian. Um, and then, so yeah, I haven't got to meet coach Britt though. Just her good things, you know? Yeah. He's a great person. Like I, again, I met him through camp too, through Vandy. So like we have a big Vandy camp connection of all these guys that, when you it's it, it's the craziest camp. like it's the only, one camp that I work with the staff is the same every year and like you know like when you go to camp you're going to be with these guys Alonzo Wright who was at Tulane and now he's um scout for the Red Sox like he works camp every year and Nathan Fritz is at King University down in Bristol Tennessee and like just just guy after guy after guy after guy it's just it's pretty cool plus I mean obviously the Vandy staff but um yeah to me working camp is awesome like i'm bringing i'm bringing two guys that haven't worked camp before down at vandy with me this year and uh one's this guy named matt itner he's from cox cox high school in virginia he's a he's a stud just yeah matt's an absolute stud yeah matt uh so matt's gonna matt's gonna be on before you are so matt's gonna be me and matt just touched base and chopped it up last week and we've been in contact he's been helping with a couple kids i'm gonna get uh, possibly looking at in the summer and but matt is a matt's sharp man yeah, he's on it. So yeah, he's actually coming down with me this year to work youth camp. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's really good. Very, very, very good. Yeah. So that's awesome. why I told him about like just for us getting together too. And I'm like, man, Matt, like, because we're I just just as much as he talked about like man in this program, we chopped it up pretty good. And, and he's a he's a dude. Like he's a smart yeah. young kid. He was at yeah, Alabama. Sure. He was in Alabama too, man. It just that was I got to meet him and great guy. Yeah, yeah, he's on it. He's on it. How'd you get to meet him? How'd you get to meet him? Uh, he reached out to me through Twitter. Um, okay, I would say like three years ago, and, and we met out. The, he said, "Hey, listen, you going to ABCA?" I was going, and so yeah, we connected there and um, just kind of stayed in touch. And then again, he was always on those zooms with me and Britt and and Chipka over over the pandemic. So um, cool. He was always willing to get on those. So we just stayed in contact. Um, we share our bounce ideas off each other all the time, man. He's a good dude. So. Yeah, he is, and he's he's doing um, the Brett McCabe stuff too. Yeah, you know, so he's getting some he's getting some great great stuff and staying sharp with all that, man. So he's really really good coach for sure. For sure. Cool. Uh, Crazy. There it is. There's the network right there, man. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah that's awesome. it, man. That's it. Got to keep it going. 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm going back to your, to your card that you keep, you know, you had mentioned that about that too. Uh, for me, it's just managing that, you know, like you manage all that that's on your card and you're just tallying that constantly all during the game. Uh, I miss a bunch of it. So okay. um, when I'm, when I miss it, I just, again, I can go back through the game film now that we film every game. So if there's something important that I want to that I want to jot down, I can go back through it and, and pop it up and, and do that kind of thing. Um, but it, again, it, it probably has more than I need it to on there. Like um, it helps it helps better if I show just so you can understand. But like so like I don't know if you know um, down at Southeast Riser down at Southeast Louisiana. Are you familiar with him at all? No. Talks about being stuck on green. So this is a stuck on green clock. Basically, you're 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 um, pitcher to home and, and catcher pop time connected, right? Okay. And so then we, so then we may have like our guy's name and then what's his what's his time, so that we know if we're over under. I haven't messed with that a lot. I do I do chart the QABs. My assistant always charts the fastball takes, so I don't mess with that too much. Okay. And over here we got all of our red alerts. So if I do see a red alert, I do chart that. Um, no, you're ch- you're charting that. You're charting that when like you see like you can take when it. When I see it, boom! I just write it down. All right, not so much like when we do it. It's a matter of like here's what I here's what we can get get it. Yep, yep, got it. Um, and then dirt balls, fastball takes again. Um, base two, base I two. don't do that till after the game. Okay. Um, A three P, I added that. That's for my um, my pitching Pitchers. coach wanted that on there, so I don't mess with that. He wanted to track first pitch strikes too. So and then so just he, duplicates because then the other side is like all of our all of our opponent stuff. So this gets charted before the game. This doesn't. This is not in game. This is just my notes. So like, um, is he first pitch aggressive? Is he an aggressive hitter? Is he a patient hitter? Is he struggle velocity? Is he struggle off speed? Uh, is he a bunt guy, a wheels guy, that kind of stuff? And then um, umpires' names, all that stuff gets written down ahead of time. And then like pitcher tendencies, like what are they a look? Are they a one looker, two looker, one look turn and go guy? Um, all of this is pregame. So I fill this out like during my lunchtime um, on the guys that we have reports on, and then like righty moves versus lefty moves i don't want to go too much into what this is but like if a righty is a, a heel tipper um, yeah then then we that's a highlight there or if he's a, um i don't know you can talk about just whatever so this is righty and lefty tips um is he a toe guy on the lefty like does he give up the backside toe when he's coming over or does he does he grind it when he goes to the plate that kind mm-hmm. of thing so we just charge that ahead of time so the, oh, those are guys that you like. You said those are guys you just have like a like a chart on. So yeah, that might. Yep. So when you go down and play Butch or you go down to Louisiana, you this this is probably not done. All it is is just you got to get creative. <laughs> so you got to call this guy's girlfriend who played this person, and you got to get super creative. But I'll never go into a game without knowing something about that. Now again, my guys don't need to know all this, right? But but I can easily get. I can I can get this whole page done without ever seeing a game. If I can get to the right contacts and get the right, um, you know, the right books, charts, whatever, through contacting people. Now, Butch is hard because everybody loves Butch, so they won't give stuff up on him. Yeah. But um, I'll find a guy that I coached back in 2009 that lives – like, I got a guy that works for the Memphis Grizzlies who went and watched um, Oxford play and Bartlett, Tennessee play before we went and played them. Mm. So he went to six games. So I just try to find people that want to go watch games. So. Okay. But yeah, so I try to get as much of that stuff filled out before we go. Yeah. What is your X factor? Um, just like for that person, are they a bunt? Are they bunt guy? You know, what oh, I mean? like what's their skills? They, okay. Yeah, like what X factor do they have? Yeah. That we may need to pay attention. You to. need to keep. You got a key on or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, we just played this on Tangy Liberties in our league played them last night and played them Friday and like they got guys that bunt and handle the bat really well um we know they're super aggressive on the base pass um they like to do picks a lot so you just got to prepare for this so so for us we do a liberty like it's like a football team right if, you, if, if there's a team in your conference that has that runs the option yeah you better have an option period in your training the whole entire season mm-hmm. you can't train for the option the week of the option team you got to put 20 minutes 15 minutes into your practice every day so when we go play Liberty, they're so disciplined and do so many things well that we have a Liberty period in our practice the entire season. Wow. So that's when we talk about those X factors or what this is what 
like we have a certain way to get back to the bases against Liberty based on what they do for picks and stuff. And we just, we say, okay, hey, Liberty period, seven minutes, let's go. Here it is. Um, so I, I like that part. Like that's, that's fun for me. Like I love the the scouting and that stuff. And people say, well, you're going to overload it with information. We don't tell them the information. Yeah. We just create our practice plan, our training plan, create the right environment to induce those types of behaviors to see if they can respond to it. Not for sure. Well, like you said, it's also just driving your instruction. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Have you ever have you ever found out that some kids want it? Like, what, like you yep. know, I know that you, I yep. know that you're a teacher, and I, you can, I know that you, you like it different. You can tell that you you're going to give it to the kid that needs it. So, you have you seen it? Give a kid that are there are there oh, any yeah. for? Yeah, for sure. Like our, our number one arm right now, we had him on rap soda. We we just talked to the guys about it. We brought him in for a classroom session, taught him about like what the little basic pieces of rap soda are. But there's one guy on our team that we better not tell him any of it. And we didn't, right. we don't tell him a word. But there's another guy that can go in there, hear it, and be like, okay, well, what if I try this? Hey, what if I do this? And we got a, we got another kid that's going to Syracuse, um, not obviously not for baseball. They don't even have a baseball team, but he's going for analytics and he loves hearing about that stuff and okay. loves learning it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think you got to know your skill set and, you know, differentiate instruction just like you would in the classroom, right? Like this kid really has a cerebral approach to baseball which is awesome so yeah let's let's feed that but this guy he just needs to go like we got a kid right now he's a hockey player he's a stud and and he comes out like a gangbuster for us this year at the very beginning of the season he's kind of leveling off right now and um i was talking to somebody the other day and they're like you just gotta tell him like just go play be the neanderthal don't be the guy that thinks about this and what if i what if i spin the ball here just go play like you were when you first showed up and i don't talk like so when we have pd days and it'll say, hey, listen, on, on front toss, I want you doing this or off the machine, I want you to do this. He'll always go, coach, how come mine doesn't say anything? I'm like, because I just want you to go swing, man. Just like catch barrels today. Like, that's your instruction. <laughs> He's yeah. like, what about my hands and this and that? I'm like, no, no, man. Like, just go be a hockey player today in baseball. Just just go yeah. play. So, yeah, um, yeah each kid's a little bit different. So. Not for sure. I'd love, I'd love to dive into maybe some more PD days, yeah, just to kind of just kind of grasp around it. Because uh, I, think, I think especially in high school – uh, cause I got towards this towards, um, towards the end, especially, you know, you're playing three, four games a week, you know, like that, that one practice is like, look, you do guys just need to kind of go on your own. It's less structure, but I'm sure you've probably built up. Uh, you sound like a routine oriented guy, given the details, they kind of know going into it. How have you built this kind of like just unstructured environment where kids go in and they kind of know, here's what I am doing on front toss. Here's the flips. Here's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. How have you kind of built that? Um, I think through conversation, a lot through conversation, um, like we do, uh, we do exit meetings like anybody does right at the end okay. of the season, but now we do, we do quarterly meetings and we'll give them goals and they'll set their own goals and we'll say, okay, how do you get to that goal? And, and what do you think here? And so during that time, like it would be like, you know, Hey, you're not very strong right now. So like when you go hit today, we really want you on way to bats. We want you to go over load, under load. Um, and they kind of, as the season progresses, you know, we may make some tweaks to their plan, but they know what gets them right. You know, um, I think it was uh, Blake Allen, who's at DePaul now, talked about like with hitters, they should have an, an appetizer, an entree, and dessert. And like your appetizers, like you, I'm getting loose, right? Right, right. Your entree, that's the meat and potatoes. It's not, it's not going to be super pretty. You know, I mean, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be whatever you're struggling on. It's going to be ball six, seven, eight off the plate, that type of thing. And then your dessert's like, all right, I just want to finish with like a good taste in my mouth. So I'm mm-hmm. going to finish on this drill that just like I get off on like this drill. I'm going to freaking hit missiles and that's going to be my day. So talking to the kids a little bit about that, like, listen, man, this is your, this is your, what do you do to get ready? What do you, and you got to talk to some kids because they have no idea what they do to get ready. Right. 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 Um, the more especially not, especially do, not a young one. Right. Like, like right. when we're getting kids from freshmen, sophomore, like they're just not going to mm-hmm. know. No. And, and, and that older guy's got to kind of bring them along. Right. But, we have a pitcher, this laser kid that's a senior for us. He's a stud, and I know he's going to get his work in. Like we, we have recovery days and recovery plans for our for our pitchers, and um, they can go in our facility and get their foam rolling in and they reverse those. But we, they know they build a plan now where they're like, okay, I know on this day this is what I got. Right, I'm going to go do, um, you know, it's my PD day. Like today, our our one of our uh, players came in and he, I said, hey, what do you do today for PD? He was like, man, he came in and he did like six hacks and took a little break and did six morning, went over to the pile wall for a little bit. And he was done in like 10 minutes and and he was pissed. Our, our coach was like, man, come on, man. Like what's going on? And I'm, I was thinking in my head, like this kid's easy. He's 
playing really well right now. I'm not yeah. messing with him. He knows what he needs. Maybe his body's a little tired, you know, toward the middle of the season. So I trust our guys. I, I think that's the special part about this group is we can kind of let them rip, you know, and, and trust them on a PD day. So, yeah, you have to build up to it, you know, and you have to, and you have to show them everything that's on the menu too. Like yeah. there's everything that we have available for you, but you also got to know what gets you right, you know. If it and we talk about them all the time, like you can't have, uh, you know, a goals with B action, right? Like if you have if you have A goals, you better have A action. If 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 you're getting B results, you better change the lead up, right? So you know, if if we come tomorrow and, and the guy that got six to twelve swings in yesterday or today during PD day and he stinks tomorrow, we might have to have a conversation about like, hey, what's our process right now? What are we yeah. doing? So, but I trust our guys full full way, man. They're they're in a good spot. So, so and uh, um, I'm just thinking about the quarter meetings. Are you talking about quarter meetings? So, because I know you, like everybody has different regulations. So you guys can do things in the fall. Like, will your quarter meetings start in the fall, like that? Or are you talking about quarter meetings just during your spring season? No. So we do like end of end of uh, spring. Okay. End of summer. Okay. End of fall and okay. before spring. Got it. So you're gonna do those quarterly meetings each time. So like, um. And then we'll update their their iffy dippy, what we call like their individual player development plan. Yeah. So what we try to do is we create one for each kid. Um, again, I know I'm a, I'm a screen share man, but this just helps me talk about it. But like, so this is an iffy dippy for a kid. I black out his name, but this is an iffy dippy. So in the spring, we assessed them on certain things and we, we charted all their weight training throughout. Uh, we created a plan for the guy. Now this plan gets edited all the time. Um, right. And then, like, you know, what was his personal goal? What was his team goal? And then this used to – we've changed it, but it used to say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It would have each day what he does in the off season. But they set their own metric goals. Um, and so for each kid down here, it would just have, like, grades, right? Like, what's your, what are you graded on toughness and body language and your throwing ability, your blocking ability, all those different things, just positional or whatever. So, um, And then we meet with those guys, like I said, four times, and we pull this up and we say, okay – Hey, listen, man, we talked to you about, you know, your pitch calling was pedestrian. Like you want to be a, a catcher, but your pitch calling is just not good. What have you done to improve that? You know, we told you to go watch this film or told you to go do this. Um, you know, we told one guy his arm strength had to get ready. If he wanted to play for us this year or make the roster, his arm strength is So we said, you know, here's the prescribed throwing program. Well, we can instruct you in the fall, but our facilities will be open. You got to get it in. So then when he had his, his what we call transparency meeting right after tryouts, we just said, hey, did you do these things? He's like, I didn't. I'm like, how do you expect us to keep you? He's like, I know. I messed up. We can't keep you. We won't right. be able to. But if we didn't have those meetings throughout, he wouldn't have fully understood that. And the reason we started those meetings was because we were releasing guys and they were getting punched in the face. Like, they had no idea it was coming. Mm -hmm. and it wasn't fair to them. Now we have these constant conversations with guys all the time. So... Mm. and so are, are i'm just thinking about your goals now and what you put on that so are you trying to are you basing like you testing testing different things right around that time yeah like you're talking about like weight in the weight room and stuff i guess you know, weight room yeah are you like yeah. like exit velocity and like velo back because you know you're, you're, when you're saying guys gotta get better velo i'm sure you're testing about that and yep yeah yeah so we test them on it we, we give them a plan we put them in groups so we're allowed six player workouts in the fall and winter you can work up with six up to six guys but we also tell them the best hitters find a way to hit on their own too you know um and so we we set those goals and and some guys go get outside instruction too mm. and we tell them you're you can go get outside instruction there's really good instructors up here but you better meet these goals and they're not all metric driven you know some of them are so three you know compete with three pitches in the zone command that command three pitches on both sides of the plate or whatever the case may be so um and then when we get into trials we chart that stuff and we say listen we told you this is what you're going to need to do to make the roster you know you didn't get it done so um but yeah i, I think the 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 quarterly means we do on zoom just because and we film them and then we bring them back up to them you know we put them in a google drive and say you know do you remember us saying this and we play the film okay here's where we are now you know and some guys grasp it and some guys don't so mm. 
So, I mean, Zoom has to be, is, is Zoom new? Like, is that new for you guys to be able to Zoom it and yeah. record and things like that? Because, I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, like, you're talking about accountability, yeah. transparency. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, like, we used to do them on, we used to do them just face-to-face, but now we do them in Zoom. And we can even, if we, if we ever had to, which we don't, we have great parents, knock on wood, you know, but if a parent ever said, you know, my kid didn't know this was the case. Right. They'd always pull up the film now. So yeah. The conversation. Here's the exact conversation we had with your child. So, right. Uh, we've never had to do that, but we have that option if we want it. No, they're not. That's that's why you don't have the con. That's why you don't have the problems. Because it's right. And I love the transparency meeting. Like that's you know people would just say you know we're having, you know like that's where you just have evaluations. I guess what you want to yeah. call it. You know like the transparency yeah. meeting. Like here it is for being transparent and honest with you yeah. about what your what the plan was and where you should be. And that's great. And we got a kid right now. He's a picture for us. And um, he asked me the other day, because our kids have free reign to come to us and ask questions too. But he goes, hey, coach, um, just kind of want to know what's going on with, you know, Miami. And he wasn't upset with it. He was just like, you know, trying to figure out everything. And I told him, I said, uh, here's what we told you in the fall. He's like, 100%. Like, I'm on board. I just want to see, am I, am I developing? Am I not? You were 100% honest with me. You told me where I stood. I just want to know if I've made strides, that kind of stuff. Like, really good conversation but mm-hmm. again he even referenced the transparency and he said no you told me you know this is where i would be and it's where i am i just want to know you know am i making strides to make it to the next step so um which is which is good yeah that's fantastic guys owning it man you know like that's ownership yeah they are yeah yeah good dude for real for real dude thomas this is great stuff so man but like you know, a lot of this stuff you said since 2015, you know, has, has, has everything really kind of grown? Like what, like, what is it just, is it just the Vandy camp that really just kind of changed or has all these kind of things stayed with you since 2015? Or is this something that maybe have that you've had this whole time? Um, I'm just thinking of just, no, I would say like, how much has grown? Big, like, um, I'd say like in the mo- most recent things that have changed, I would say is understanding that like the, the, the game is for the kids. Like the the on game day, we do very little instruction. I mean, I've that's one thing I've changed the most. Like if somebody hadn't seen me since twenty sixteen seventeen, they they would probably say, "Man, you're probably coaching these kids into the ground." And I don't say a word to our guys during games. I don't say anything. Um, we have sign call. We have cards for sign. I've probably given a field sign. 10 times this year and we've got 70 bags i don't give the steel sign we teach what cues you're looking for in training we tell them where you got to get to um we use like uh sprinkler flags and put them out in the field okay those during bp and we say listen work your lead to here if you get to here this is when you're going to go this is your cue here this is what you're looking for here um so the biggest change i would say is understanding that like when we're when we're training we're training like we're, we're, we're going to train but whenever it gets the game it's yours. Like the field is your playground. You let it rip. Right. And so I think that's been the biggest change for us, even more so like teaching mechanics. Like we don't teach mechanics during BP either. If we're going to teach mechanics, we're going to bring you in and we're going to take you into our hitting facility and teach it in there. But when you get on that field, we kind of want to let you let it go a little bit. I mean, we'll talk to you about other things, but mechanics that happens in, in indoor practice, but when we're training for a game, very little time do we spend talking to the kids on the field if we're going to talk about it we'll talk about it in the classroom and then let it rip on the field mm-hmm. so we're just trying to limit the amount of talking that we do on the field and so i think that's probably been one of the biggest changes like when we were playing liberty last night our, our rival i played them a few years ago i played one of them over arlington i felt like it, it felt like a chess match between me and him me and the other coach who's a really good coach but when i look back at it neither one of us impact the game that much Mm-hmm. We're acting like we're making all these calls. We're going to do this. We're going to steal here. We're going to do this. But just let the players play, man. Like the players will win the game or lose the game. Let them play. Let them play. So um, I think that's been my biggest change is kind of letting the guys just, you know, like a, my steal sign yesterday was I pointed at our shortstop and like, hey, you get this bag, go ahead and go, brother. Like <laughs> I don't look for your cue or your key or whatever you want to call it. And if you get it, go. And then yeah. play second, and everybody goes, man, good, good steal call there, coach. I'm thinking, my head, we don't, we don't, I don't give a steal. Yeah, I mean, let it rip. 
So, but you have to train that. You have to talk about it all the time and you have to say, okay, here's what you're looking for. Or you can say, Hey, this is what the, this is. This guy, t-. like we played a, uh, a really good team in, in our state. I won't call it the team, the unreal team, but they tip curveballs every time. So we steal on every single curveball. And they're like, man, they, they steal at the right time every time. And it's not me. Our kids knew what the key was and they see it and they're like, yep, we're going here. So I think that's the biggest when you can get guys just to let it rip on the field. Like they're in the backyard and their yeah. buddies tipping pitches and they're just eating them alive. Yeah, for sure. Now, this is this is you said so this is something you start in the classroom, right? Mm-hmm. Something in the classroom, then rep it during rep it during your practice during your training sessions. Um, and I know you teach sixth grade, so let's get a little like like real life logistics here. Like you teach sixth grade, so you you're not really in, you're not in the building then, right? So you have your assistant coach. Yeah, so one of the assistant coaches are in the classroom there, mm-hmm. and that's how you get it done. Are you are you are you earlier than the high school? Or you guys on the same schedule? We get out. We get out slightly. I think we might get out a little bit late, but I have my last period is a planning okay. period. Yeah, and so, but. But we do the classroom in the facility in our hitting facility now because I put that projector in there. But right. what I've noticed too is that if like so for instance, if you go over your practice plan prior to your practice, you'll do less talking and training. And yeah. so I used to think like, oh, if I spend twenty minutes in, in the classroom before a training session, I'm gonna my training's gonna take forever. I'm not gonna get it. So let's just say to make it easy, we plan to go three to five and now I'm gonna add the classroom session. Man, we're gonna go three to five thirty. What you'll notice is no, that thirty minutes that you spent in the classroom is the thirty minutes you take away from standing around talking to guys on the field. You don't have to talk on the field anymore. Like you say, okay, listen, we're gonna to go to this drill. They've already seen it in the classroom. You got a video clip, they've seen it. So they just transitioned to that drill. You know what I mean? Um, or we'll go over like our hitting groups and, and why they are there was like the strategic grouping and what it's going to look like. And here's what you're going to do. Okay. Now let's go. That way I don't have to stop every single time and say, okay, now we're going to transition to this. It's just, here it is. Go. And they know what they're doing when they get to those groups and their stations. They know what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And our bread and butter is on field BP and you can call it defensive BP. You can call it whatever you want, but like we get so much done. I, if you don't take on field BP, I think you're, uh, you're you're missing a lot i mean a lot you can do so much like there's the way you structure your rounds what your rounds are what the focus of the round is how you're doing your base running what your defensive alignment like we can do defensive alignments and we talk about okay even if on our own players like if we were scouting so and so he's a lefty with a little bit of slap side to him so let's let's shade in and on the line and left field let's play straight up in center and right right and let's shift our defense this way like we work on shifts during that and then base running you know like like if I'm the three hole hitter, I should be running the bases when the when the four and five are up wide, so I can read the flight of his ball. So I'm about to read the flight of his ball in game. Mm-hmm. So I know when when Josh Laser hits the ball in a gap, it's going to carry. The dude's got some pop. I've seen it in BP seventy times. I know what it's going to do in a game. It's not my yeah. first time reading a Josh Laser fly ball. So, um, so I just think the structure of your BP and structure of your training, BP is everything that you can get so much done and we still do indie work and we still do certain defensive stuff but um once they get on that field man i just feel like you can let it rip yeah so everything's based off the of, so basically you're basically running like bp on field bp and then moving right into inner squad games yeah it's like your yeah. two in main season, it's, in season it's really like it's uh it's it might be like a um, what we call our Vandy series, which is our defensive series, and then we may go into Liberty, a Liberty period, which is our rival period, and then we'll go into on-field BP, and that'll give our base running in, our our live defensive stuff. We'll do dead live, dead live, which is a sheep thing, um, and I, I think he got it from Monty Lee at Clemson. Um, but basically, you're going to go dead swing and then alive, and you're going to play it live with the base runner and, and try to get alignment. So that's how we work our double cuts and relays. And, mm-hmm. um, and just all that stuff in the in the BP segment, so yeah, yeah. And like you, I think you hit on the head. It's it's a matter of it looks a lot different in season than what it does like in the fall, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, or even preseason. You know, when you're trying to put things in. You know, I think your PD days. You know, your man is that new? Like I said, PD days. I'm sure like that's what really comes out during in season. Yeah, yeah, and and sometimes even like with I don't know if you ever been in like like. I remember having stations set up yeah. and you'd be like, okay, we got 18 guys. So let's have nine stations, right? Yeah. And let's rotate these nine stations. So you have two guys to the station. 
everybody's going to go to high tees and everybody's going to go to angle front toss and everybody's going to go to weighted back. Well, I'm sending Billy to the high tee and he doesn't struggle at all. He doesn't need that rep. So we're wasting time, right? Or we're going to go, um, we're going to go, uh, I, I, whatever the drill is. Like we, we, we get in this situation, like we're running camp in our training. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at a camp environment, you're trying to keep all these kids busy for the three hours so they get their money worth, right? So every kid's going to do the same stations. They're just going to rotate through the station. Why the heck would you ever do that with your team? Like, why would you send your left-handed, big bopping, like stud three-hole guy to do a drill that absolutely has no benefit? It doesn't, doesn't, he's not working on a skill that he needs to work on. Uh-huh. So like now what we do is we might have a, a bunning station, which everybody's going to bump and be able to handle the bat. We're going to have a down angle read station where, where you're reading down angles from third off of that bunt station. We're going to have a PD station where we're just going to have everything in there, right? There's going to be weighted bats. There's going to be um, uh, plyo balls. There's going to be tees. There's going to be, but whatever, when you get there, that's your PD station. And then we're going to go mix BP and, um, you know, uh, hack attack on a fastball, hack attack on a curveball. But we want to mix that PD station in as much as possible. Yeah. While we, while we build in the PD days, we also build in PD stations because I still think back to whenever we didn't have our hitting facility and we'd be like, man, okay, we've got to get this many stations because we have this many guys. And then you, and then you do the math, right? You're like, okay, let's hit for like an hour today and we've got 10 stations. So if we do, you know, three minute stations two times through, we'll have a really good day of hitting. And then you got a guy over there who um, who struggles balls six, seven, eight off the plate, and he's doing high inside tee. Right. Like, he's doing something that it's just it's just a waste of time. You're just it's a time filler. It's just poor practice planning. So. Um, I think or you're, or you're just planning the wrong things. You know what I mean? Like right now. You're, you're, you still plan those and knowing you and how the, how much you plan, like you still plan those things to a T, but now you're just planning for what the kid really needs. Right. Right. Not, not right. so much for what you might've believed was like, like for me, like I was saying, I'm same same way. I mean, I've created my own hitting stations, you know, like we had nothing, I'm, you know, and I'm exactly the same way. And that's when all of a sudden you bring in like the indie days, like, but yeah. Cause like why the world, there's some kids even like if this kid does have to bunt though too, like we're in trouble too. Like, I mean, I had a kid like that, you know, mm-hmm. but like there's just regardless is like for, yeah, the guy hitting the backside stuff, like, you know, like there's, there's some dudes in your lineup that you need to also like, they really struggle with this. They need to be doing it. So like, I think it's also purposeful planning, you know, like yeah, where yeah, you're, sure. where, where you're planning for what that kid needs. Like you're planning for an individual kid, which is also basically still helping the team out as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah, I think you gotta be you gotta be real strategic. You gotta be real strategic, right? And yeah. Don't and I think sometimes during season, even in preseason, we think we always have to do team practices, right? Yeah. We always think we gotta bring in guys as a team. Like, why can't you have a PD day where you group guys? We say, listen, you guys got thirty yeah. minutes. You all suck at this skill. Let's come in and do this. Well, that's what I was gonna ask you. You know, as I got going through, is like the PD days. Like, sure, like because you just said like you went through each guy, each guy. But like, does it really kind of kind of seem like? They PDs always kind of end up kind of grouping. I mean, they're like, how many different kind of skills are you really kind of getting into? If it's a PD day like today, they come when they can. So some guys get out of school early, right? Some seniors get out of school early. Right, right, right. They come, they they just know the facility will be open until X time. Come in and get your work in. And so you'll see some guys that train together a lot. And then you'll see, sometimes I'll say, hey, like there's a kid that really works well with um, a lot of Justin Stone's PDC stuff. Now, some people hate those PPC drills, but it really clicks for him. So I'll say, hey, listen, I think it might help so-and-so. Why don't you invite him to come to PD day with you? Like, bring him with you. Why don't you guys go through that together and see if it clicks for him, too? So, yeah. Um, but usually on PD day, it's just an open facility. And then there is some individualized instruction. Like, so our shortstop reached out to our assistant and said, hey, can you throw me a little bit today? I want to work on X, Y, or Z. You know what I mean? But it's more so player-driven. Like, yeah. they'll say, listen, I'm, I'm coming to do this. Can you do this for me? Um, so, but there, our, our guys are so mature, like, you know, they're right. not long tossing today or, um, you know, they, they just know to get their work and I don't, I don't mess with them on PD days. It's their day. So, um, but it's valuable because some guys now I don't track it like 
this guy showed up, this guy didn't. Everybody shows up, but I guess I would be a little bit concerned if they didn't show up. They don't have to, so we don't tally it, but I would be a little bit concerned if you took a – unless you – like there will be a time when a kid goes, hey, coach, my PD day today, like I need a day. Yeah. <laughs> I need a day. Yeah, I'm mental like, health day. Cool. Yeah, I'm good with that, man. Like it's your personal development. Like what do you need that day in? Some dudes will say, like, I need a day. So mm-hmm. that's, I'm, good with, I'm good with that, too. So I trust them. So that's, that's it. That's, how, that's the battle there, man. Oh, great. Great, 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 great stuff. Man, it would be nice to have be, uh, our teacher PD days would be nice for like that, huh? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'll tell you what. They've done that before. Like, they've done it in our school a little bit. But, yeah, if you could just kind of, like, hand select, right? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I was just I was just getting some of that. We've had a couple of good ones this year where we've been mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to do this for thirty minutes. I want to do this. Right. Yeah, they're right. getting they're getting better at that. I'm like, look, we're all supposed to differentiate here, you know. Yeah. Uh, so well, it comes down to trust, right? It's the same thing with your team. Like, would you saying? trust every? It's exactly like what it, you just said. Take a look at your take a look at your teaching staff. You tell me you're going to trust every one of those people to go do what they're supposed to do in terms of personal development. Right. Like, I just I don't I don't know if I like. Like if I'm the boss of our staff, I'm not saying our staff because then I'm one of them is going to hear and think I'm talking about them. But like if I didn't have full trust in our guys, we wouldn't have as many PD days. Right. Same with the teaching staff. Like if I don't trust you're going to get in there and get after and get better at your craft, you know, then I'm not going to send you off on your way. Like I'm going to have to have a structure for you. But the more you trust that staff and the more you trust your team, the more they take ownership over the practice plan or the professional development, personal development days. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So speaking of that trust, you know, thing like that, you know, and people might be saying, you know, might be sitting here thinking I'm assistant coach, I'm the JV head coach. Um, you know, are your PD days, PD days even given to your JV, JV programs? Not as much. We need to be better at that, but no, they're not. I mean, they do open hitting, what they call, they just call them open hitting. Um, and, and they do those often. So I guess you can. But do you think it's even developmentally appropriate? you know, at that age to be able to just kind of give them maybe an, an optional day or saying, Hey, I think for, I, I think for some of the kids, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It goes back to that maturity thing, but I, th- I think we got some guys on that JV roster um, that would a hundred percent on a freshman roster as well. That would a hundred percent be able to handle it. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know if holistically, like the whole program, the whole team could, um, I have the trust in our varsity guys. Like that's how you get there. Right. You, you wouldn't get there if you didn't, have some discipline and maturity about you. So I think it's easier at the older levels, but, um, you know, but uh, freshman in JB, I mean, I think it's class by class, you know, team by team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Definitely team by team. And could be a group of kids that can just kind of go off. Hey, these guys are just going to go off and do their own thing today. And I'm going to work with mm-hmm. these, this small group of kids because this is, they need, they need me there. <laughs> These other kids yep. we can kind of trust and we can say they can go do their PD days. And that's where you should be trying to be. But I got to be here with you to make sure you're getting work done. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's just like, you know, like you're, you're, you're a teacher too. I think being a teacher really helps with that. And, you know, you're a math teacher. You know, you seem to have to differentiate in your instruction and things like that. But, uh, oh, man, Tom, this has been great, buddy. Um, no, I appreciate it wrapping it so just kind of wrapping things up here man like what um buddy man we were sharing your screen uh only two guys have shared the screen so it there's the share screen and then you end up sharing it so back-to-back weeks i got the privilege of seeing the some great stuff man so like if anybody else wanted to see more of that stuff man what's the best way to get in contact with you yeah tell me to get, get a hold of me at thomas underscore marker at ol us or Anything on Twitter, like if you at Coach Marker on Twitter, they can DM me on there. Um, and I'd love to share some stuff. Like a lot of times, like that's Itner and I bounce so many things off each other just through meeting through Twitter. So DM me on Twitter, reach out on there. Um, I'd love to share and trade and, you know, figure out how to better our program too. Coach Tom Marker from Olatangi Orange, just killing it. It's a ba- This is a banger. Uh, Coach Marker, man, just can't thank you enough, buddy. Again, if you didn't, you're not following him on Twitter, you should. It is at Coach Marker. Uh, again, his email address, Thomas underscore Marker at OLSD.us. Feel free to reach out. Not be disappointed. 
Just like, I'm sure you were not disappointed with that. If you really wanted some information, he gave it to you. Flat out gave it to you. We had some great conversations. Got to get through a ton of stuff. Um, man, just love, love his verbiage. I love, like, we texted after he was done, and I just love how he's trying to be intentional about his language. You know, talked about the transparency meetings. Um, the reduction roster spots. Um, and not going up or down, but playing for JV and playing for varsity to help your team. Being intentional about it. Smart. Having a common language. This guy's building a program. It's the kind of thoughts you need to have as you play at the highest level. Don't get to be at the top of the state in Ohio that run a very quality program. Coach Marker does that. So, again, Coach Marker, can't thank you enough for taking some time, especially during season, talk some baseball, give a little in-depth knowledge of your program, what you do for your boys. Um, those boys at, at Orange are lucky to have you for sure and um, grateful for the opportunity to be able to share some time with you tonight. So I really appreciate it. And uh, for all you guys out there still trying to grow the game, keep it up, keep it going, um, feel free to reach out. Keep sharing the podcast. Keep letting me know uh, any feedback I can and make it better. Anybody else that you feel that would benefit here to grow the game, benefit here to to uh, help us all learn, I'd be happy to reach out, be happy to just talk some baseball. But just like Coach Mark, man, it was an tr- incredible, incredible night. Loved how you talk about his hustle rules for playing the game, giving points not only for just scoring runs, but doing the things that lead to runs. Uh, red alert plays. Oh, my gosh. You know this guy's just grooming ball players, Grooming ball players, um, And uh, and his success speaks for itself, man. You know, it, it speaks for itself. So just um, truly happy to have another great, great coach in it for the right reasons, growing the game. Helping his young men grow, not only as good baseball players, but growing up to be better people. So, Coach Marker, can't thank you enough. For all you guys, can't thank you enough here for joining us. And until next time, keep getting better.